Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome back to another episode of the Proc Talks. I'm your host, Dario. And as always, um, yeah, if you want to support us, don't forget to get us a cup of coffee or tea. And you can also get yourself a very, very fancy mug or any other um, merch in our store, in our uh, web shop. And yeah, now without further ado, I want to welcome Morgan Reed on the show, calling from Leipzig, I guess. Um, yes. Yes, I am that's, currently in Leipzig. That's that's not too far from here. I'm sitting in Munich. Um, oh, nice. Uh, well, you you are uh, originally from Canada, right? Yes, from Toronto. So, um, yeah, in in relative comparison, Leipzig is close, <laughs> <laughs> even though sure. it's still a couple of hours uh, drive. Um, Morgan, you you got a new uh, or your debut solo EP out today, as we Indeed. speak. Actually, um, it's called Terran and. Uh, it's it's full of um yeah heavy um <laughs> instrumental guitar prog metal yes um how how did this uh this happen i mean you 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 are um a member of blacha dawn a uk ba mm -hmm. based band and uh, uh since 2000, 2015 and mm -hmm. uh, you released one album with them uh reanimation in 2018 and i guess you you've been touring a lot until yeah, yeah. 2020 <laughs> <laughs> indeed we, yeah. we all know what happened then so so i'm i'm, I'm curious of course uh, was this new solo venture was this is this a child of the pandemic years of or or did you um kind of work towards it for for a longer time already or did um, you have it in mind to do it at one point just took the opportunity. <laughs> yeah 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 no i know i know i understand what you're saying um no it's actually not not a child of the pandemic it's it's that's not at all that had nothing to do with the reason for me writing this album um which seems interesting because obviously a pandemic is a perfect time to write a solo album <laughs> being in isolation um you know your guitars are you know they have strong immune systems so that's you can <laughs> hang out with them and uh, i did do a lot of that i did uh, do a lot of playing in that time of course um i think it's a nice time for self-reflection and um and also, and working on the songs for sure, but um, it's not the reason why I worked um, towards this album. I think I've actually always come from that that mentality of writing um, because I've I've been somebody who's moved around a lot. Um, I left home when I was like eighteen to move to Europe, and yeah, I just found like like music was something I kind of built up. Um, yeah, as a kind of hobby pastime and something obviously that i very soon realized um i would like to do um like professionally if that makes sense but it was definitely something that that evolved around me you know and my like relationship with the guitar and like and like trying to master it and um yeah and just eventually turn into songwriting um and it's yeah it's just been something that's just kind of guided me <laughs> through my life and uh and I think the solo album, yeah, I mean, I've written a lot of solo songs in the past and I've done some competitions in the past, um, like w which was a good place for me to um, showcase my, my my solo songs, let's say. 
And, um, yeah, I just like, I really loved it. And that's, that's actually what got me into Bloodshot Dawn in the first place. Like I, I had been kind of known as being a good solo guitarist and I had written some songs and I just fit really well into, into the band after their guitarist left to Scar Symmetry. Um, not a bad place to leave. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, I'm kind of jealous. I would have loved to have just gone straight there. Um, if you guys know me out there, you know, I'm a big Perrin Nelson fan and uh, we're actually very good friends. Um, and he just shared my video on Facebook. So I was super happy. I was like, thank you, Perrin. Thank you. Um, or Pod. Sorry. I always say his name wrong, but that's the <laughs> crux of having a Canadian accent and not a Swedish one. Um, but yeah, so it's not from the pandemic. It's it's uh, It's been a long time coming. And I definitely have to say... You, you know, Bloodshot and, and all kinds of other stuff got in the way. So so I didn't, I wasn't able to release, like, you know, I've been talking about releasing something as, as a solo artist for 10 years. So it it does feel like a very momentous uh, occasion right now, for sure. Wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, apart from those two musical endeavors, we, we already talked about a lot here in the last couple of minutes. Um, you also have a, like your very own dance production company with your wife. Um, phase zero productions and w where you also sometimes um, uh, compose music for um, so pretty so, much um, always actually <laughs> pretty much always uh, quite quite some lengthy some lengthy uh, long evening produ productions like one hour one hour of music or something like that continuous music probably <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah I mean it's recorded a lot in that case although the last productions we've done I've tried to incorporate a lot more like live um, playing into it so there's a bit of a transition between dancing and playing which is Fun and interesting and difficult. Yeah, <laughs> and sweating. I, I, I would guess it's pretty challenging. Um, uh, so, what's the different uh, difference for you approaching uh, composing for? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you also compose for Bloodshed Dawn in the meantime. Mm -hmm. I do. Uh, yeah. How how it is for you to compose uh, for a metal band with vocals uh, for your mm -hmm. solo stuff that is also very very much metal and yeah. but doesn't have any vocals and then the what's the difference in approach How, like do, yeah, you, do yeah, you have yeah. your like your, your your strict times and say now i sit down and uh, compose for this project or oh for um, sure for sure for sure i i, I there's only been a, maybe a couple occasions where i've written a riff for bloodshot and then i realized it wasn't quite like bloodshot and i think that's that's something interesting about having joined the band after the fact that it kind of has its own identity mm -hmm. and even with the first album i did with them like that was the first album i'd actually written so um and i wrote a lot of that with josh obviously um like i had to kind of put myself in the headspace to write that music because it does have a, a kind of a bit more defined genre i would say um I, or it, let's say like progressive music can be a little bit more forgiving in terms of like what you come up with if that makes any sense um, absolutely obviously i i don't come from the angle that okay now i'm writing a progressive thing or now i'm writing a death metal thing but it's more like okay what am i inspired to write and how does this sound and where can, where is it useful mm -hmm. um so obviously there are moments like that where I just get like, like, you know, let's say inspiration strikes and I have an idea and I'm like, but I kind of see the use for it very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I think with this solo album, I've spent a lot of time just like with the guitar, just trying to figure out what I wanted to actually express sound wise. Right. Because, you know, there are only 12 notes, but there's an infinite really combination. Um, so it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's sometimes daunting. And I think it, it helped me to have been in a band where you had a genre, a bit more of a clear genre to understand that, right? Like I didn't go to music school or something. Um, 
I did go to school for dance and I have learned a lot about composition. Um, but it's, it's, and they, obviously a lot of these things can be applicable to uh, various media or outlets or art forms or whatever you want to call it. Um, but like, I'm not, I'm not trained to, to, you know, structure songs or something. I've done that through, through a kind of organic process of, of practicing and doing it and listening. And so anyway, so like when I'm writing a riff, uh, for this album, I definitely was very open-ended. I wanted to see what would come out. Also, like, what, what do I want to do? Like, what does my body want to do? What do, what do my ears want to hear when I'm playing? Um, and obviously, I had to cut a lot of material. <laughs> if, if you work like that, it's like sometimes it just gets too far out, you know. And and but you also you start to see what comes out and what what is inside of you, and and maybe a kind of red line in between that. So I, I think that's definitely part of the process, and that's why the solo album actually took so long because I really wanted to find my voice on the instrument. And I think the more I wrote, the more I saw the direction I wanted to go, and the more I saw the direction I wanted to go. Either I wanted to contrast it or layer it or, you know what I mean? So it's, it's all about complexity and and uh, looking inward and, yeah, I don't know. And also just being groovy and, like, having fun. Like, you know what I mean? It's not it's not all technical. It's like, you know, sometimes I'm just sitting around and be like, yeah, like, let's go. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. One of the singles, uh, I think it's a third track, Gin and Juice. I think it's particularly groovy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you. That's nice to hear. I do like my groove my groove as a dancer and as a, as a, as a, I grew up as a, like a hip hop fan and stuff. Like I, I really That's like hip hop dance and, and, and I actually tried to attribute uh gin and juice, like, you know, to the, to the media, at least I yeah. tried to tell them that, you know, I do think it comes from my influence. Uh, of that that, that always reminds me of uh, the good lads in um, exist immortal. When I um, was, I, th I think it was when I saw them for the second time, First time I saw them at Complexity Fest in uh, oh, nice. the Netherlands, yeah. uh, 2017. And then I think I saw them shortly after in Munich. Um, and I was, yeah, I was hanging out with them after the show. And, and, and I was like, guys, how do you come up with such nasty grooves? <laughs> like, like way groovier than, than your average metalcore or prog metal band. And they said, well, we all, we all listen to a lot of hip-hop so, so yeah, that's where funny. that came from it's <laughs> funny i don't find myself listening to it too much anymore but like because when i do now i find it, i find it kind of like sometimes it's a little bit too repetitive for me like or or at least i i just felt like as a kid like like the concept of finding a groove and getting into it and like having that groove for the whole song is yeah. pretty interesting you know and like and i think in prog or like in metal or whatever like what we can do is we can take that aspect of like finding something super groovy and then also contrasting it and then having it and then bringing it back and like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and that, that's, that's you, definitely... you, may, may, maybe you, you, you have a similar approach in, you know, in the, uh, if you look at the, the huge spectrum of under the prog umbrella, uh, there's also some psychedelic stuff that goes into that direction that, that is cool. very repetitive and, and, oh and, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I love like minimal music and stuff like that as well. Indulges in the groove as, yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as possible. <laughs> yeah, that's it's super interesting. I mean, I I love music in general. Like, I'm I'll listen to anything if it's good. Um, obviously, it's very based on your tastes, but um, I do really I do really like minimal music. If you notice the the piano uh, interlude there, Obsidian interlude, it's like just like a piano song that I wrote, and it's just an homage to like actually some really big influences in my life, um, which is I would say Philip Glass. He's like a really big influence on me musically. Um, and I just love to write those kind of like simple, but like 
you know, you can zone out listening to it. Obviously I made it a bit too complicated because that's how I do things. But um, yeah, it's just like at the heart of it, I would just love to hear just like a, a triad arpeggio just like in sixes. For, that's, that, you know, that, that, is, that, is, that is very Phil Glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember one of my favorite albums uh, in, the, in the last couple of years was Wood Kids uh, S16, and there was like one part. I said, "Damn, that sounds so much like Phil Glass." And then I looked up his Wikipedia page, and then I saw him hanging out with Phil Glass at Ooh. some symposium about minimal music and stuff. And okay, like, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I danced in, in an opera of his in Linz. In, oh wow! Um, and uh, I got to meet him. I, I was like, he's such a great guy. So cool. Wonderful. You know, this is actually good for, for any of the musicians out there. You know, what he, I, when I came to him and I told him like he was a big influence on my music and he was like, can you read music? And I was like, no. And he was like, you should try and learn. That was it. Like, I was just like, oh my God, dude, this guy is next level. Like he just sees me coming. He's like, this guy can't read music. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a guitarist. Um, it's not my fault. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I mean I grew up uh, learning the cello, so I I learned uh, reading music, uh, sheet music. But yeah, a, lo a lot of guitar friends never did. They like started with 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 um, ear and then uh, the sure. tabs. Sure, sure. I mean that's the thing. Like I do. I actually how I I learned a lot of uh, my guitar playing was just learning solos by ear. If you can learn a Perry Nelson solo by ear, then you're like, you're golden. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if you can do it well, obviously, like, it, you know, you have all the tools. I, I, let's say I'm a very technical guy. I like to slow things down. Um, and it, like, I don't write music out per se in that um, way, but I do write out a lot of MIDI, obviously, like the drums mm -hmm. and, and bass and like all the synths. I mean, I did everything on the album. So the notes that you're hearing there are created either with MIDI or by me playing an instrument. So... <laughs> You know, it's like, at what point is it practical to know things? Obviously, I would love to just, like, download that knowledge some somehow, someday. But um, uh, I, I can I can tell from experience that for me, it's um, with when you when you uh, start an instrument uh, reading sheet music from young age um, without that much going deeper in the into into um, theory, or whatever, uh, theory. Yeah. Um, I, I I can see the the sheet music with a bass clef and and I know immediately where my finger mm. has to go. Okay. Um, but I need a second to tell you which note it is. Sure, sure. Um, and 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 obviously also like learning a bass instrument, um, it it takes a, a longer second for me to to tell you which note it is in a, in a violin, in a, in a, in a treble sure. class. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be put in those circumstances, then you'll you'll adapt, you know. Um, I think I've always been that, like, maybe if somebody was like, you need to learn, I don't know, I mean, hmm, I'm getting I'm getting a bit far-fetched here. No one's going <laughs> to come and ask me to learn sheet music um, for their project. But, I mean, who knows? You know, you have musicals and stuff. Like, there's some pretty, you know, they need electric guitar. And uh, I honestly, though, I think I would just learn the notes before and just play it by heart. Like that's how I've always done it. And I haven't had trouble playing the really technical death metal stuff, which has like a trillion notes and we play for like an hour. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's I, totally I always fine. find it interesting when, 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 when you have a, like a really skilled uh, session musician, especially on the drums. Um, oh yeah. Drummers. Uh, uh, filling in and then filling in, in, in the, in the like prog metal or technical metal environment sure. and reading 
like sight reading. <laughs> Have you know? seen that? Oh, it's yeah. true. It's true. There are some videos out there. There are some videos. I, re- I remember uh, Simon Sanders did it for 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 his tour with the Vola. Uh, oh wow! Uh, sporting Catatonia. Okay. And um, that's impressive, though. But also, like Sebastian Lanzer, who you sure who, sure, who sure plays sure. with a principal Ed. Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. And and uh, yeah, those guys are next level. They're they're yeah, they're, you know, they're essentially <laughs> classically trained metal gurus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. Um, yeah, Sebastian, he did the drums on on Martin's Martin Miller's uh, recent album. He's also a friend of mine. Also in the prog, yeah. progish, prog adjacent. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 Austrian, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Bavarian? I'm actually not 100 percent sure. Uh, well, S- Sebastian is actually on the on the. He's he's living in Austria, but but there's a lot of Munich. Uh, like he he lives in the like closest city to the to the German border in Austria. Oh, nice. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it's hard we, to we, say. We, 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 I we did digress. live in Linz, and I I moved to Munich. So just so you know, I have lived in Munich as well. All right. And cool. in Austria, so I'm familiar with the region. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sebastian lives in Salzburg, and and um, oh, nice. um uh, Jan Zierfeld, the 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 mastermind you know, in Pansible, used I used to see a lot of Pansible concerts like mm-hmm. the last 15 years because they're playing like five shows a year in Munich. And he always said like the exact address where, <laughs> like when introducing Sebastian on stage, very, very, so very funny stuff. We digress. Was it Mozart's house? Is that why? No, no, like, no, no, I don't know. It was 20 year old drummer Gasse, something. <laughs> uh, some... Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't looked it up. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, we, we we were talking a lot about a lot of uh, cool musicians here, um, and and you started also naming some influences with Per Nilsson and, mm-hmm. and and Phil Glass. Um, the two um, the two musicians or guitarists that, that that came to mind immediately when listening to the album would be Michael Romeo and Jeff Loomis. Uh, nice. I was <laughs> expecting Jeff Loomis. I don't know why. I think I feel I. I think I think very highly of myself. I'm like he's gonna say Jeff Loomis. I'm, I'm sure. Well, I, I wrote something <laughs> down here. In intrinsic code, I think that's that's very heavy. Um, uh, a very very heavy song in the, uh, towards the end. And yeah, even though I thought about Lo- Jeff Loomis before, that was when yeah yeah that's sure that's sure sure Jeff Loomis heaviness. Yeah, he he. I think it's a chromaticism in the riff. Like he's very uh, good at doing some nice chromaticism. In his riffs, he likes to use a lot of like diminished um, riffing, which is like has a very particular sound. Um, actually, I have there are a couple of riffs on the album where I was like, "Man, this sounds like Jeff Loomis." Like, I love this. Um, <laughs> the intro riff in "Bending Light" as well. It's I think it's because it's diminished. But anyways, yeah. Um, I was just gonna. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Yeah. Michael Romeo, also amazing. I mean, thank you for comparing me at all to those guys. Like, I will take it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, is, there, is there any any other um, musical influences that you would like to to name? And uh... the list is long, okay. um, but I I do have to give a shout out to Paul Wardingham, who you may know. Um, yeah, he's like he is a big influence on me. Huge, huge, huge. Um, I also took lessons with him for quite some years. Uh, it was like 10, 10 years ago now, but I took yeah. probably like three, four years of lessons with him and he really helped me understand. I mean, he's the first person to tell me what EQ was and, and, but I was already shredding like his solos and stuff. You know what I mean? So it was a lot of like, um, mentoring, let's say it mm-hmm. became a kind of 
So it, uh, he's he's based in Australia, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. um he's actually from the originally from the UK, and he's been in okay. Australia, I guess, twenty years or something like that now. Maybe yeah, I, I think he it, it, his he he plays some like like a very industrial kind of yeah. prog metal, yeah. like very very. It's like it's like Fear Factory rhythms yeah. with yeah. like Scar Symmetry leads. I don't know. I don't know how else <laughs> to put it. Um, that, I guess that's like his probably some of the stuff people said about his first albums, which is already like over ten years ago. But. Uh, yeah, I think he definitely has his own sound, let's say. And I think, um, actually, you're asking about the the vocals. Sorry, I forgot to address that. Um, in terms of actually like writing for for without vocals, I think a lot of what I do comes from listening so much to his music because he's just so good at using melodies um, in choruses and hooks um, that you kind of forget that there's vocals missing. You know, there's mm -hmm. there's. And I think I, I've applied that that concept in Bloodshot as well. Um, they were doing something similar, maybe a little bit more like technical stuff during the choruses. But I just find that like a core, a good chorus with a strong, maybe even tendency towards catchy melody or even cheesy or something like that. I don't know. It depends how you want to talk about it. But like I find that those things can really help a song like meld. And just like it mm -hmm. gives the song a purpose and and it gives you a, a, a moment in the song to just like have a voice, you know, and not just yeah. like a bunch of notes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, yeah, Paul's a huge influence on me uh, in his songwriting in general, but like especially for his choruses, I would say. Well, uh, speaking about cheesy, I think with with Symphony X, you, you there, there's a lot of cheesy stuff going on, yes. but I just love it. And, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I, uh, it's it's not even a guilty pleasure; it's just awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I exactly. I mean, what 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 is something that's cheesy? Something that's cheesy or that's melodic to our ears, and and maybe on that kind of vocal range, it's just something that we can kind of like easily um, describe, easily digest. But yeah. that's not a bad thing. And, and like I, I mentioned contrasts earlier, I, I do like mm -hmm. to have a lot of contrasts. And I think if I didn't have catchy melodies and ha catchy hooks in the song, I think, yeah, it would just be like one long guitar solo, you know? And it's, I don't know, it's like, <laughs> or, or a breakdown section. Like, obviously there's a lot of riffing on the album. Like I do, I do focus a lot on the riffing. Um, and I think that's also what helps me, you know, just like, okay, I'm going to structure the song in a way that's cool without leads. I did that with every song. I don't think there was a single song where I was like, man, I'm going to write these crazy leads first. No, like I, I, I wanted to build songs that, that had structure that have, you know, variation and, and I, that's just, that's how I like to write because I think yeah. solos, solos, they can function. They can function almost anywhere. Like if you give me uh, any kind of song or sounds, I'll put some melodies on it with a guitar and it will sound <laughs> fine. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's maybe a bit, but, but, but I, but I gotta say, um, it, a solo can only be as good as the the backing track or or it like if the if it's an amazing solo and the backing track is boring the solo cannot shine as it could shine if the Indeed. backing track or the backing harmonies and harmony yeah. changes uh are a good example i think is um uh the the the, the huge shred uh, collabs of jared dines <laughs> Those those backing tracks, it's just like the most boring uh, um, things, riffs, uh, and uh, sure, I mean the 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 yeah. some. I think he's. I think I don't know. I haven't. I don't know if if I can even remember seeing one recently. But I do feel like I think he's asked people to like almost make their own backing tracks now sometimes, just to oh. break it up to get the artists like real vision, and then it's more like like a a, a melting pot of people's styles, and then. Yeah. 
I don't know, but I, I agree do, with I, you. I yeah. agree. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I love to <laughs> sit around in my basement and just put on like comfortably numb backing track num- and whatever. You know what I mean? And just jam. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. great. That's so fun. And that's like. But I try to avoid giving too much of that in this album, like of yeah. me just being like, oh, I love to play guitar. Like, here's a bunch of me playing guitar. Like, <laughs> I, I, there's there's some artists who who do great with that, like Buckethead or something, right? Like, he'll, yeah. because he's so, I mean, he that guy is like, he's anyways, amazing in my opinion. Um, but like, you know, a lot of his songs are just like, okay, I'm going to put out a song today. And it's like just a chord progression for six minutes and him jamming on it. Sounds great. But I wanted to avoid that because I do yeah. feel like like riffing and yeah. and just like progressions and and song structure like all of those things are very important to me. Um, and I think like something that I do do though I for example I'll I'll have a solo on the chorus um, section or something. But that that also brings a kind of like relevance to the song. Um, something I'll also, I'll, I'll do, I will jam over and, and record some improvised ideas. I do a lot of improvisation for my solos anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be jamming over like, a a riff or whatever, a chord progression. And then when I feel like it's getting boring, I'll just switch it up entirely and then just like change the riff, change key, do something in a way that, that like allows it to stay fresh. So you're not, you're never really listening to the same backing track from maybe more than 30 seconds. I don't know. <laughs> My attention I, I think is very I, short. Th- I think Jared, Jared Dines just dropped an album last week. Um, it 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 it, it uh, I think it's uh, it could be very interesting to check out what if there's any musical substance to it. I'm being I'm being a, a little bit uh, uh, harsh. I know, but I, I just <laughs> I just find this these YouTube personalities kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, he's he's there to please the masses, or yeah. what he or what the algorithm thinks the masses want, which yeah, is yeah, absolutely. surprisingly dumbed down. But, but that is the nature. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like I have, you know, millions of people su- like buying my album or something. Right. Like I, I understand that also the way that I see music and the way that I yeah. like approach complexity or, or a, like a kind of progression, like progression, progressive concept. Like I understand that that's not going to be um, necessarily, let's say, uh, I don't know, status quo. Right. Like, <laughs> obviously, you, you can boil things down quite simply. And I, that's but that's what I like about metal. You know, you can you can have the most simple stuff, the most groovy, simple stuff, and you can have the most complex stuff together. So, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to bash on his music. I, I haven't heard much of it. Um, I know um, that he he did put a lot of work into it and he had a lot of guests. So yeah. that's fun. You know, that's something that everyone I, likes I, I, I would, would have been surprised if it if, if it was otherwise. Um you mentioned the the variety in in the songs, the contrasts, um, and one other uh, album that's out today that I think a lot of people in the progressive music scene have been looking for, uh, forward to uh, a lot is uh, "Below for David Maximilian. Exactly. Yes, I was already saying it. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, nice. I just uh, have a T-shirt from uh, the Below cool. T-shirt, and uh, I just listened to it earlier. And it's... oh no, don't tell me. Oh, I can't yeah. cover my ears. But, with but, my but, yeah. <laughs> No, no spoilers, but it's amazing. I believe uh, it. I believe it. Yeah, David's great. I actually, I did a dance piece with his music. One of my uh, very first dance pieces. Yeah, we're like... Which song? Uh, no, songs? just like like we did an entire dance piece. It's online. I Actually, it's probably not online. I could put it online if people are interested. Um, we had... It was uh, after... Uh, right around the time of Ego Eco. So we had mm-hmm. like Ego Eco. We had Below 3. We had Below 2 songs. I don't know if we had any below one songs, probably not. But we did an entire dance piece with his um, wow. with his music, 
And it was awesome. Like it was very inspiring. And at the time it was like my, our second piece. So I was a bit like, I was a bit nervous to try and create a lot of music. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, man, like, I'm just going to ask some guys. Like I asked Pliny as well. And Aaron from intervals, like they're all kind of old friends of mine, I guess from the internet and real life as well. Um, (laughs) So they just all donated their music pretty much to these dance pieces, which was so cool. Wonderful. Unfortunately, no one's seen it. You know, it's like a live performance with like 50 people in it. So (laughs) you know what I mean? But, but yeah, no, I love his music. I'm very, very well versed in it. That's that, that that's wonderful to hear the, the um, stories like this uh, that shows the the progressive com- music community um, for sure being connected uh, all across the the world. Actually, with 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 people in all corners of the world, um, yeah. reaching out and and so, um, totally. I, I I'm probably one of the few people who've who've been to his studio. Actually, I've been to his studio in Serbia as well, because wow. um, there was a short time where I almost joined. Um, oh my god, what is it? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Destiny Potato. No, Divine Chaos. Divine Chaos. No, no, no. That's another band. That's a UK. Chaos. Band. Oh Chaos. No. Chaos. Chaos Divine is a is an yeah. Australian band. No, organized. God, there's too many names with Divinity and... Organized you know, Chaos. Exactly, Organized Chaos. I have this CD. <laughs> I almost joined them, so... Uh, for that um, album, so, I think. Oh, well, interesting. That's a really long time ago as well. This is interesting yeah, to be telling the entire internet this, because I never you know, mentioned it or anything. But I went there and I recorded some music with them and stuff. But I actually ju- cool. I had just joined Bloodshot Dawn like, like uh, a month I see. before. I found it interesting. I, I saw um, uh, organized chaos at uh, uh, um, Prog Power Europe, and um, I cool. had no idea. With, no, with I, Benjamin? Yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, cool. it, it was with the whole Chilean boy, uh, nice. boy group, boys, yeah. and and uh, and David on keyboards. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so cool. And uh, yeah, I I didn't know anything about the band other than they were like originally from Serbia. So was so was uh, um. Surprised to find out that half of the live lineup was from Chile. That was a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't that convenient. They should have just stuck with me, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, I mean, it's also far, so. But um, yeah, no. I mean, Vladimir Lalic, the singer, he's very famous for his work with David's, and you know, he's got some insane vocals. So I, I was quick to you know get in touch with him. I don't know. Actually, we met at Euroblast. Actually, I think we just met in person. Nice. And yeah. and he was super nice and yeah. absolutely no one wonderful guy and amazing um, artist amazing visual artist so cool that so as well know. one of one of my favorite uh, one of a lot of favorite uh, memories from Prog Power Europe like uh, going there for years and years and uh, like late at night at the at the castle where where everyone is staying which is kind of like a hostel. Um, uh, he was sitting on a piano and and we were like singing Pain of Salvation songs together. That nice. was like that's epic. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Uh, wonderful. I think we 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 covered a lot of ground and talked about a lot of great music, including your own on this uh, yeah. episode. <laughs> I have an album. Go buy it. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, seriously. I I, um, I I just want to mention, guys. I'm doing a giveaway. Okay, I'm giving away a guitar. This isn't oh. a lie. I'm giving a, away an Ibanez seven string. All you have to do is share my music video for Taryn. My latest music video just came out today. Super happy about how it turned out. It's really very... How, lo- um, how long is it going to um, run? I'm going to announce the winners end of December. 
Ah, okay. So uh, well, I have three winners because I'm giving away like CDs and T-shirts also. But uh, like, obviously, nobody wants that. They just want the guitar. So, so there, there's there, there's plenty of time. So I hope some people are stuck around uh, for for that long to to, yeah. to, to know about it. Oh uh, no! <laughs> they got they got all, all turned off like ten minutes ago. Podcast or is uh, winding down here. I am falling asleep. No. Um. <laughs> All right, Morgan, I, I wish you all the best with, with the release of uh, Terran, and uh, I do hope to hear more music from you. Yes, um, thank you. See you live at one point, uh, be it with Bloodshot Dawn, Organized Chaos, or... <laughs> no, 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 I'm not with them. I'm not with them. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I would love to tour uh, my solo stuff. So, any, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Um, for all the coverage and stuff of my album. It's, it does mean a lot. You know, I'm just, it's my first album, so nobody knows me. And uh, they probably just know me from playing a lot of notes on the internet. But that's that's only a little bit of what this album is about, okay? That's all I'm saying. Check it out. Now, now they'll know, uh, they know you for playing a lot of notes on the album, not only on YouTube. <laughs> that's exactly. Exactly. Uh, I do have a really cool classical cellist on one song. That yeah. You might enjoy that. Um, he's the the soloist in the Dresden uh, Stadsoper and wow. stuff like that. So very cool cellist. Uh, other than that, that's my only guest. So I apologize if you're looking for other people's music on my music, but uh, no, anyways, seriously, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, thank I you. hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for, for joining us here at uh, on the Proc Talks. Uh, you guys out there, uh, yeah, don't forget to check out Morgan Reed's Terran album and also the giveaway, share his music video on Hashtag Ibanez giveaway, simple. <laughs> Hashtag Ibanez giveaway. Wonderful. Uh, don't forget to, to subscribe to his socials, not only YouTube, but everywhere. You're going to find the links. We're going to put it everywhere, as you know. Also, don't forget to follow and like and subscribe to our channels and yes, get yourself a nice mug. coffee and all that. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, uh, take care of yourselves and your loved ones and keep spreading that prog love. Do it, prog. Woo. The Prog Talks. Produced by the Prog Space. <laughs>